Hey everyone, Matt Lowe here. Welcome to the 84th episode of Bouncing Back, <clears throat> a video series meant to give people who have been laid off to COVID-19 an opportunity to sell themselves to new employers in the ad industry. For this episode, we have Sam Harrigus, who's most recently a copywriting intern at Hunt Atkins in Minneapolis. You know, Sam, how's it going? It's going pretty good, Matt. How are you? I'm doing well. Thanks for, for hopping on. Thanks for having me. Maybe just start off by telling everyone how you're dealing with this you know, pandemic, where you've been quarantining and how you've been keeping busy the last few months. Yeah. Um, so right now I'm quarantining in uh, Chanhassen, which is just a small city outside of Minneapolis. Um, to keep my sanity, <laughs> I've been reading a lot. I've been writing a lot. Uh, I've been running um, and then meditating, just trying to do the whole holistic full circle thing. Um, but creatively, you know, I've been um, writing, but more than just kind of like journaling, I've been doing um, some more spec work. And then also, excuse me, I've been at the beginning, I tried to like start writing a screenplay. And uh, it was kind of like about the pandemic. And then things started happening in the screenplay that I was writing that were happening in real life. And so I was like, all right, I got to like stop writing this before it turns into like murder she wrote. Um, so I took a break from that. <laughs> and so I think it's probably safe to resume that maybe. Um, I, I've been playing a lot of music. So at the beginning of quarantine, I bought a mandolin. Um, and so I've just kind of been playing that. Um, and I also have a bass guitar. So I just kind of rip those every now and again. Um, and then, of course, um, I like to collaborate and like keep my creative muscles just kind of flowing. So I, I have a couple friends that are, you know, a couple freelancers, a couple people who are just like also find themselves with tons of free time. And so um, have been obviously making more ads and um, making music. Uh, but also one of my friends is an animator and we um, recently just kind of collaborated to make a, uh, a short film that's in post-production right now. So it's been, uh, it's been a busy, a busy, uh, I don't even know how many months, like nine. That's right? awesome. Glad so keep busy and at least able to flex, you know, some creative muscles, whether that's writing on your own or producing some stuff with friends. So that's, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe just tell everyone a little bit about yourself and how you ended up in advertising, where you are today, maybe some clients you've worked on or where you've worked mm -hmm. yeah so how I ended up in advertising um I think everybody always says that they fell into advertising um but I hit my head and that's how I came into advertising because um I was looking for it was like my junior year I think in college and I was looking for you know something to do and the current track that I was on it was kind of too late to diverge from that so I was just having coffee with people and trying to figure out all right like how do I get a career that's creative and one day I was taking a nap in the library and because everybody had told me to go to ad school and I was like I don't want to do more school I'm already in school and I hit my head um on like this bookshelf that I was napping right next to and like I looked up and there were like three or four decades of communication arts annuals and so I was like, that's what I was looking for. So I just kind of like studied those and tried to copy them and eventually just ended up making a book over a course of a month and then shipped it around um, and people kind of shit on it. So I had to, I had to do something else or I had to uh, make them a little bit better. And so 
just a bunch of rounds of that um, have kind of helped me um, get to where I am. But that after I did that, um, that summer, I got an internship with an agency in Minneapolis called IACF Next. Um, they just rebranded to that. They were formerly Olson. Um, but I was working on like Smokers and Amtrak and a little bit of Bissell and 3M. And um, I was able to touch a ton of brands just because, you know, I was still a junior. And so I had another year left and I didn't really think they were going to hire me on just because of that fact. So um, I was kind of just more like a sponge. I would go between, they had a couple different creative departments. So I would go between um, like the loyalty creative department and the brand side creative department to just try to get a more complete view of what agency life was like. And that was my first little taste. And then um, went back to school, finished up my degree um, and then came back or um, yeah, then I graduated in the spring in 2020 and obviously shit kind of just hit the fan. Um, so that was messy to watch. And uh, when that happened, I was kind of like looking for, um, I was interviewing and looking at internships and everybody had like basically canceled their internships. And there was this one program that um, actually you might be familiar with the, the growth initiative. Um, I think they partnered with BBDO recently, but they were awesome because it was kind of like a side-by-side -side learning and then also doing. Um, so we were able to work with a nonprofit and we created a commercial for them that ran probably at like four in the morning in New York, but it was still, it was still an awesome experience to be able to uh, kind of have more of a complete um educational experience but also like some real world experience as well um so i worked with a, uh, an awesome team to do that and then uh, right after the growth initiative i was uh, hired on at hunt to work on their Ducan account and um their sievers fall festival account which is just a small little festival here in minnesota um and a little bit of the great clips um, so I was able to touch still uh, a lot of brands there and, um, that was, I would say I, I did more, I, I wrote more like a junior than an intern because they just needed more, um, they needed more writers. So I was still doing a lot of work and this is of course all remote. So, um, it was kind of tough to get that learning experience. So, uh, it was kind of more about just producing you know yeah where i could and so i wore a ton of hats too um i ended up being uh like a soap model i was on like the front page of their account um and you know i've i've done like a bunch of I, i've shot some videos and you know we were a really scrappy agency so it was it was a good experience to be able to just i don't know try to be more than just a writer yeah that's awesome that's you know, also just how you make yourself kind of indispensable is mm. being their ads. And then if they do a campaign, you got to be in every one. So <laughs> there's, exactly. there's, there's smart and there are kind of ways there, but also, you know, from what you were saying in the beginning, just creating spec work for books is always tough. I know my goal, I graduated from Syracuse. My goal right away was like, I need to get everything in my portfolio replaced with some real stuff. Cause I played art director. I was the writer. I got to get rid of all of these. So getting criticism on a, on a spec book is, you know, 
it happens. But like you said, and you know, like I'm saying, definitely the goal is to always replace that. We got to start somewhere. So putting that together in you know two three months, like you said, is, is really challenging. But you kind of need that to get jump started. Yeah, for sure. And it, it's gone through a bunch of iterations and rounds, just like regular creative work. Exactly. And then so, being an intern is great too. I started as an intern, and you know, like you were saying, at least at at Hunt, you know, have being an intern but getting responsibilities if you're a real you know, full-time employee, almost a junior is great. And it seems like you were able to touch a bunch of clients, which is really important, you know, at, at, you know, your few internships. Cause I think that's also just, you know, once you kind of make your way up, you get to touch less and less, you know, you're kind of, you know, gravitate towards a certain client. And I think it's really nice creatively to be able to flex your muscles and your writing skills, just working on an array of different clients and, and keep your brain fresh. So that's really exciting. And hopefully, you know, get to continue doing that. Yeah. What are you looking for in your next role? Um, I'm still looking for, you know, full-time junior role, but, um, I would still say that I would love the opportunity to have, um, a, a really good mentor and, um, just someone to help kind of like, I don't know, not guide my pen, but, you know, to help a little bit more with, um, how to think a little bit faster and how to, you know, write a little bit more towards what the client wants or towards what is going to sell. Um, I still obviously really want to make shit that makes me laugh too, you know? Um, but I think at this point, it's more about, um, me trying to sell actually some of my ideas, um, which I think is always, you know, the biggest challenge. Um, but I would say that definitely looking for like a junior role, um, I think I've done a couple of internships and, you know, feel like I'm at that level where I could pop on right as a junior. Cool. And there's definitely a little bit of a learning curve. Like you said, you know, ideally a mentor, but there's definitely a learning curve and, you know, building a relationship with clients, knowing what they like, knowing what they're looking for. And then as you just work, you know, on them longer, you kind of get a better feel for how to present, how to build decks, how to talk to them. So there definitely is that learning curve of building relationships, and just getting better. So as an intern, as a junior, even, you know, mid-level senior ACD, you're always learning how to, yeah. you know, present better to the clients, how to get them, you know, to kind of be receptive to your ideas. So that's always a work in progress. Yeah. Do you have a favorite project that you've worked on? Uh, I would definitely say that um, my favorite project has been uh, this, well, I mean, outside of advertising, the short film that um, my friend and I are working on, that's definitely been, um, probably the most fun he's uh an amazing animator um i'll name drop him his name is aaron Cotlin. um he's worked on you know tons of really cool stuff and we've been talking about collaborating for you know years now but none of us have had the time to and then um obviously this happened and he's freelance so he's just kind of like working from home anyways and um and he's like yeah let's uh let's do this we have a competition that we can submit it to and so let's uh let's collaborate and it was actually just a, a really kind of like a spur of the moment thing um but it's been fun to kind of take a break from advertising and um really explore that area um of storytelling uh, i would say that my favorite project in my book that might be the catholic church um it was a, a brand that we worked on with um it was, it was in one of our classes that we did that. 
and we actually got to present it to like the archbishop of the area and it was just kind of like a why the hell are they here kind of thing (laughs) it's like all these these i mean i went to catholic university so all these priests are just kind of like there but these guys are like the head honcho priests and they like walk in and uh like all the um seminarians are just like oh my god they're like whispering (laughs) and then you're just like who are these gentlemen but it was really fun to see kind of like their reaction to uh just something that's a little bit more i don't know provocative um they didn't end up ever doing anything but it was still fun yeah that's awesome fun to at least present to to real clients get real-time feedback and see their perception work yeah tell me about your new series i see you know writing a lot on linkedin you're writing like a LinkedIn influencer yeah that's just me being bored um <laughs> that uh that kind of just spur from just you know everybody on linkedin is uh they always have like these really motivational stories and uh some of them are you know pretty good and pretty motivational and you can get some really good wisdom from them but some of them are just like total bullshit and so i kind of wanted to satirize that and you know, write my own version of what I think a LinkedIn influencer would write. Someone said like writing, writing on LinkedIn is like writing professional poetry. And uh, I like poetry, I like writing it. Um, so I just write it about random stuff that ends up being motivational and throw a couple extra enters in there for good measure. And usually looks exactly like a LinkedIn influencer. So <laughs> That's I just great. I've been reading a bunch of them. They're they're really fun, and again, it's a good exercise for writing. Good way to show off your writing, especially on LinkedIn, where people are looking for writers. You know, kind of just makes sense to do that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think LinkedIn is far too buttoned up. Um, maybe not the ad side of LinkedIn, but definitely the, like the rest of LinkedIn is just so suit and tie. Um, so I think taking it down a button, so to speak, for going with that analogy, still would be better for LinkedIn because people are just a little bit more genuine that way. Yeah, totally. I think you got to be a little casual. And mm-hmm. I think doing that and looking forward to continue reading them. But yeah, really fun way to just get your writing across. What inspired you to create a YouTube kind of music video cover letter? I really enjoy I, I did enjoy it. It was really funny. Got a good laugh. Some of the raps were great, but what inspired you? And did you, did you pay your friend? Is he just a good Samaritan? You know? Um, he's He's a good Samaritan. He's uh he's one of the guys that was in uh, a music class of mine in college, and so he's he's a great uh, musician as well. Um, and so I went to his house, and I was just like, I got this idea, and I, it like the whole idea stemmed from just me having a shitty book, and so I had to be like, all right, I need to do something cool to get into an agency, um, and I don't have the money to do a stunt at every agency that I want to go to. Plus, I think those don't really work all that time all the time so I talked to him and I was like here are the lyrics that I wrote and here's a song that I think it should sound like and he you know put together a a beat in under like 15 minutes and then we recorded it in two days and then the same friend who um I've been working on the short film he shot I gave him my phone and he shot it all um in an afternoon and put it together and it was just it was it's probably I don't want to say it's the crowning achievement in my book 
but it's definitely the thing that people bring up the most. So I've been trying to beat that. Yeah, um, it's, it's awesome. I'm glad it's been well received. And then now you'll have two videos to put on hopefully <laughs> after this guy. Yeah. What's your Instagram story all about chairs? Uh, I think chairs are really underappreciated. We don't really see them too much because we are usually, um, we usually have our ass in them. And so we don't typically get a time to appreciate them except when we're, when we're standing. And so I kind of just took it upon myself to sit in every strange chair um, and then take a picture of the chair and write something weird about it or funny or my first thought that came to mind. So, you know, occasionally, um, I mean, obviously it's been, I haven't really seen too many chairs out in the wild lately. Um, just cause I'm not out, but you know, I think it's, just, it's just one of those things that's very underappreciated and something that I can get really excited about. And people are just like, why are you so excited about a chair? It's like, are you kidding me? They're chairs. They're miracles. Um, I went to I went to the Bauhaus Institute, which is uh, in Weimar, Germany, somewhere around there. Um, but Bauhaus is famous for inventing like the chair that was. It's like one complete chair. I don't. I, that sounds like really stupid. I know what you mean. Like it's one piece that just like is in an S, and they have them like all over the place and they're like really weird about taking pictures but i didn't know that so i was trying to get some more instagram clout and i was taking pictures and i got screamed at in german it was like one of the most terrifying experiences of my life yes yeah, screaming and screaming at in germany is probably and i have german is probably extra scary yeah. it's yeah it's very scary i do like the common thread of just you know finding little little things you're passionate about and turning those into bigger projects whether that's writing like a LinkedIn influencer, the, you know, YouTube kind of music video or the chairs thing, just, you know, different ways to flex your creative muscles and, and show off some writing. So I think that's really fun to do on the side and, and hopefully, you know, continue doing that because it is, you know, really, really good exercises, but also just a really good way to show people, you know, you can write in multiple tones and, and have fun. Mm -hmm. That's the main thing. If you had fun, you won, right? It doesn't matter if you have a job. Exactly. Who cares about jobs, right? <laughs> And then you did you play football in high school? You I saw in your book you you said you got a few concussions. Is yeah, I, I played uh, all throughout college too. I should probably rewrite my bio. It kind of sounds like I'm living in the past. Um, I uh, I played all throughout college too, and um, yeah, probably sustained a few more uh, noggin noggin injuries than probably recommended for the average person. Um, but I think that that's kind of just helped in the best way possible attribute to uh, my personality and just kind of the way that I, I see things. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, that's, that's part of, it was part of my life for a long time and um, now it's not a huge part, um, but it is something that's just, you know, I feel like the strangest brain cells are the ones that survived. So <laughs> That's a good thing. And as you get, you know, into, you know, the agency world, you'll see being a, a team player is probably one of the more important things. So just having, you know, I played sports growing up my whole life too. So having that background really does help. Mm -hmm. You got to, you know, make a bunch of people work together and have everyone be happy. And if you're able to take that kind of leadership role, it, it goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, if anybody needs me to dive into a pile, um, you know, 
in a conference call or something like that, I'm willing to do that head first. There you go. What will agencies be getting if they did reach out and hire you? Uh, well, kind of like I said, um, just my personality, but I think that um, I've been told that I have a very interesting perspective on things. And I, I think maybe that comes across and, you know, some of my writing and, um, you know, some of the little side projects that I do. Um, but I'd like to say that, you know, I'm a really hard worker. I think a lot of people will say that as well. Um, but I think it's a little, it seems like it's a little bit different when you don't go to ad school, you don't necessarily have the same kind of like people with their hand on your back telling you what to do. Um, you know, maybe I'm completely wrong about that too. Um, but I think that just trying to do it on your own, um, makes it just a little bit harder. Um, so I've had to work just that much harder to try to get to where I am. Um, but definitely every project that I'm on, I throw myself into. And, um, I think whether I'm writing for, you know, a suburban mother of three or a single guy who, you know, crushes PBR on the weekend or anything in between, uh, I think there's always something that I'll find that is pretty like unique about my personality and perspective. And I'll try to incorporate it in, into my writing. Um, whether or not it survives is up to the creative director. Um, but I always try to put some part of me in every piece that I write. And if you're not doing that, then, you know, what the hell is even the point? So yeah, that's really important taking personal experiences and infusing them to the work just, you know, makes it better. And again, you know, people hire you or any creative because of who they are. So you kind of have to infuse that into the work. Yeah. I, um, when I started advertising, I was watching YouTube like a normal person, you know, in the rabbit hole. And, uh, there's this video from the 93 SBs, um, Jill, Jim Vel, Velvano, Velvano. Yeah. Um, he had this quote that kind of made me just go, Hmm, maybe I can do that. He said, uh, if you laugh and think and cry, then you've had a full day or a heck of a day or something like that. And I'm like, well, you can make someone laugh, think and cry in like one sentence and they can cry laughing. They can think while laughing or whatever. So I think that that was kind of one of the, the quotes that just helped spark something in me. I don't know. I don't know what exactly, but. No, that's uh, amazing. It's like, I think one of the best in you know sports history, I know the SB's speech. And I mean, Jimmy V was, you know, amazing. And some of his little quotes are, are awesome, but that one in particular is great. And yeah, we do. And, and the way we're supposed to move people that kind of encompasses it all in one quote. Absolutely. The last question for me is if there is a, a dream agency client brand that you want to give a little shout out to. Can I do a couple? As <laughs> as you want. Um, I think like my biggest advertising influence has been Eric Coleman. So I'd love to, I'd love to work at his shop. I think that, um, I think that his sense of humor is just, you know, it's something that inspired me to be in advertising. Um, I also love uh, mechanism, you know, some of the branding work that they just did for Joe Biden has been, you know, probably, probably the reason why he won. <laughs> um, 
and also party land in LA. I think they do some really weird, really out there, um, pretty brave stuff. And then Wong duty in LA, I think those are all really awesome agencies that I'd at some point in my life love to, uh, love to work at. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much for, for being willing to put yourself out there and do something like this. Yeah. And thanks for everything that you're doing, not just for me, but for all 83 of the other people that you've interviewed. Um, I know that this industry is wrought with assholes and um, it's really nice that, you know, some people aren't. Yeah, well, <laughs> so, so. Appreciate that. What's the best way for people to get in touch with you? Yeah. So um, the best way is probably by my email. It's just my first name, my last name at gmail.com. Um, otherwise, you know, LinkedIn, um, that's a good, that's a good way to get in touch with me. Um, Twitter, Twitter's fun too. Um, my Twitter account, I believe is spam Harrigus 33. Cool. I'll, I'll share all that out when I post this, but thanks. Thanks so much. Appreciate the time again. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate yeah. it. That's a wrap. The 84th episode of Bouncing Back. If you know anyone who may want to sell themselves to recruiters looking for talent in the ad industry, have them shoot me a note at malow930 at gmail.com. And you can now check out all these episodes on Spotify and Apple Podcasts under Bouncing Back and Advertising. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks, Matt.